Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and of course it's half past, well not half past three, sorry, one past three on a Friday afternoon, which means it can only be time for us to join the team news guru himself, the predicted lineup expert. He's not going to like that expression, but we're going to use it anyway. (laughs) It's Neil, of course, editor of the site as well. He spent uh, basically all day yesterday and all day today uh, popping his head into uh, multiple press conferences. And here we are, ready to uh, access the team news once again for another game week deadline, this time game week four. How are you feeling, Neil? All right, yeah, this is the fourth, I think, isn't it the fourth straight Friday deadline? It's been um, quite hectic over the last month, I think. But then after that, I think we're back to Saturdays for quite a long time. So uh, I'm quite looking forward to that. Because it's, it's a bit frenzy trying to not just deliver the team news updates, but then see if there's any other courts of note. Like we got last week, for example, from Deserby on on Pedro and Ferguson. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to having having the uh, sat the deadlines back. <laughs> Yeah, me as well. I mean, it, everything sort of gets crammed in very closely, and of course, we uh, we do have we do have a little bit of uh, uh, should we call it chaos in the, in the uh, maybe the last half an hour hour before the deadline because we we sit here and we listen to to you and Joe go for all the team news, and then there's even more stuff comes out just before that Friday night deadline as well um, with whatever the game is on the Friday as well. So it's it's. Honestly, what is the world coming to these days? Give me a traditional Saturday game week. Um, I probably sound like a grumpy old millennial now, but hey, that's the situation we're in. Um, we've already got loads of people in the chat. Uh, we've got 292 people watching already. Uh, thanks very much uh, for joining us. There's a lot of speculation about a lot of things. A lot of people want to hear about Fulham, for example. In fact, Colm uh, is suggesting with that Polina off to Bayern and Harrison, well, potentially off to Bayern, and uh, Harrison read rumours of leaving as well. Um, might we see Lewis Boamorte put on his boots? That would be... Uh, uh, you know, blast from the past. And uh, Geo Boy says, "Does Emery sleep in on Fridays?" Do you know on that one particular, uh, Neil? We are expecting something. Um, I saw one of the Birmingham Live reporters uh, in in the conference room, ready and waiting uh, recently. So that might be happening around about now. It was hang scheduled for around about one or two. Haven't had anything, but um, if we don't get anything, we have at least got quotes from from last night to go off after the Hibs game. Oh, of course, yeah, that is that is very useful. There's a double-edged sword of a midweek game. Yes, your players might get injured, but at the very least, fingers crossed, if the journalists aren't right, ask the right questions, you might know the answer. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll jump into Aston Villa um, very shortly. And also, some lovely some lovely uh, comments uh, in chat, for example. Um, FEO Scoped is only here for Neil, to be honest. That's absolutely fair enough. I'm just I'm just moonlighting for Joe today, to be honest. So, uh, don't blame me there. Uh, Paul H says, Neil, the man, the legend. Um, can completely agree with that one. FPR Rank Chaser appears to be the only one who's excited about me being here. So, 
says, good afternoon, Mr. Monday and Neil. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, he thank says, you, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we have to say that this is um, one of the most watched videos of the week because it is just so, so important. So it's good to have everybody here. And without wanting to put the pressure on, FBL Rank Chaser does say that he can't wait to see Neil's predicted City lineup as well. How are you feeling on that one? Well, funnily enough, I think I might have had the work done for me because um, uh, the new In the North City account has tweeted out that there's a couple of surprises tomorrow and then retweeted Luke's predicted lineup. So we might be, Luke might have hit again, got 11 out of 11 on that front. Uh, so I'll talk you through what Luke said and then what, and then why, um, why um, Main Road account tweeted it. Love that. Well, stay tuned, of course, for the Man City update, which we're going to we're going to go through each of the games in uh, schedule order. So we'll start with Luton and West Ham uh, in just a minute. Um, I'm not going to be so annoying and to say we'll only talk through what Niels has talked about if we can get everybody in the chat liking the video. I'm not going to go that far, but I'm not going to not go that far. So get those likes in 459 of you watching only 52 likes. Let's bump that up. Now, uh, before we go any further, uh, just a quick reminder, of course, Fantasy Football Scout uh, membership is still 30 percent off on those preseason prices. So if you haven't sorted that before the game before deadline get that sorted because it will help you with some of those last minute decisions i can guarantee you and if you want to see some of that in action i'm going to be in a deadline stream with sam later on at five o'clock using the members area to help fuel some of my transfers and help answer some of your questions as well and one last thing before we do get started is if you've got questions in the chat um perhaps maybe about what you should do with your team transfer related things all that sort of stuff this video is is purely about team news so this is injury updates team news predicted lineups for all of the teams if you want more information on what you think what we think you should do with your team then join us for the deadline stream when we can have more of a focus on the actionables from the team news information that we're going to get in this one so as we said we're going to start of course with the friday night game which is uh, the very first premier league game at uh, kenilworth road this millennium uh, and so that's luton against west ham and it sounds like it's relatively quiet on the injury front for the hosts but uh, a few little bits and bobs to clear up for david moyes side yeah, very straightforward for Luton. It's the same trio who are out. Uh, no fresh concerns, as revealed by uh, Rob Edwards yesterday it was, because, of course, that was a, a Thursday presser in advance of the Friday game. Uh, so that is Osho and two others. I've got the names for you in a second. I'm well prepared, clearly. Uh, I just realised I had a second press conference roundup yesterday. Yeah, Potts, Clark and Osho, they're still out. No fresh concerns. As for West Ham, again, this was a, a press conference yesterday. We might get more of a heads-up play on the start lineup. Um, I think it should be fairly easy to predict because they are coming off the back of a win. And my United tonight are tinker too much after a, a victory. So, uh, Aguirre's back. He's someone who could come in uh, for Ogbonna at centre-half. He served a one-game bang. He's, he's fit. Mavropanos is still not match fit enough to feature, it sounds like. And then Suchek's the new red flag. He was taken off last weekend. And he's got to observe the concussion protocol. But it's been a Friday night game. This is the sixth and final day, so he can't feature. So we might see what happens during the game at Brighton with um, Ben Rama coming on and then a slight rejig with Paquette and, and Ward Prowse joining uh, Alvarez in the middle. Um, they've also got uh, um, Kudus as well, the new, new signing, but I suspect he'll be uh, introduced gradually off the bench. Yeah, it certainly makes a lot of sense. I suppose uh, there's going to be people certainly interested in this particular game. Uh, the fact that Luton aren't necessarily all that uh, dissimilar from last week is probably not necessarily an issue, really, because they uh, they have sort of struggled to really make their mark in the Premier League uh, so far. So there's not really anything here that would you say would put off people, perhaps maybe starting Areola this week. I know that's slightly more tactical than we than than strictly just about team news, but it is sort of on people's minds. 
Uh, I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, it's, they're a work in progress, Luton. There's um, tweaks you can make here and there, like possibly uh, Doughty coming back in for Giles on the on the left flank and make them slightly more resolute, I think, on that side, from what I've heard from Luton fans. Brown could come in up top, but it's minor tweaks here and there rather than a complete revolution of the of the system, which I think is going to be still the, the 3-5-2 with high-pushing wing-backs. Yeah, certainly makes a lot of sense. Uh, I suppose in their first game in the uh, in the Premier League for for some time, um, you know, they might be up for it. Um, and certainly a team a team that has largely played in those first couple of games might be useful uh, to do that. But yeah, lots of interest in West Ham. Lots of questions about what we should do. West Ham players, we're going to answer those in more detail on the deadline stream. So join us for that as well. Just a quick reminder there. So let's uh, head off to um, another newly promoted team this time. Let's go to South Yorkshire and Sheffield United. They host Everton on Saturday lunchtime in what is already being described as a game on this Saturday uh, but also uh, of course very much a six pointer as well between these two sides and we've got uh, Archer now a Sheffield United player which is great for people who already had two Aston Villa players so you're not locked into that triple up anymore because he is now a Sheffield United player question of course is is he going to feature this weekend and Everton have also got themselves uh, a new striker as well he's still going through his Beto testing shall we say uh, but he certainly sounds like he's available and uh, ready to go yeah, both of them in contention uh, to start by the sounds of it. Um, starting with with the host, I think, Sheffield United. Uh, they've still got a few, more than a few, red flags. So Lowe, Fleck, Brewster, Norton, Davis, Jebison, I think they're all out. Osborne's joined them as well. He's sustained groin damage last weekend. So that's why they brought in a, a new left wing back. He's priced at £4 million by FPL. That's uh, Luke Thomas on loan from uh, Leicester City. So he could be in for his debut. Uh, Tom Davies still short of match fitness as well. But yeah, Cameron Archer's the, the big one from FPL perspective. Uh, he got, I think it was an hour in midweek against Lincoln City. And Heckenbottom said that was with a view to building him up for this weekend. Same with McBurney, of course, who's, who's been there a long time, but he's just back from injury. So they, I think from what I've been hearing from like FPL Blade and others, that is presumably going to be the, the first choice strike partnership going forward, Archer and McBurney. Archer being the 4.5 million option. Um, and they were partnered together against Lincoln to try and build their stamina levels up. And uh, Hegelbockham has got a reputation of being a little bit economical with the truth, but he, he did say that um, Archer was in con- definitely in contention. He said that was his words, definitely in contention to uh, to feature this weekend. Mm. I think uh, there's going to also be a lot of interest. I suppose we haven't actually really talked about this yet. Apologies for those of you who are transfer deadline day fans, of which I'm sure there are many. Uh, It is transfer deadline day today. And I suppose the one thing that I've seen from Sheffield United uh, that people are interested in is this this rumour of George Baldock going to Turkey. Is it Galatasaray, Fenerbahce? I actually can't remember which of the Turkish teams it is that he's linked with. But um, has there been any discussion of that in the press conferences? Because, of course, some people look at this game and they look at the fact that, you know, Beto is this new striker who's, you know not played in the Premier League before, um, Calvert-Lewin uh, is touch and go, that old chestnut's back from John Deitch. Uh, we've got McNeil, we've got Harrison not available, Iwobi could be leaving. So there's interest in that Sheffield United clean sheet, but some people might be a bit nervous starting Bulldog in light of the transfer situation. I wondered if there was anything that you'd seen today. Well, Hackenbottom's press, I was yesterday for starters, so he hasn't yeah. mentioned obviously anything right. today. Um, the one I'd seen was AK Athens, because I think Bulldog Plays for Greece, is that right? He's a Greek, Greece international. Of course, he is. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so I think there was there was links there. I'm not. I'm seeing anything concrete on that since. I'm, I was even considering starting on myself, but um, there is that caveat with a lot of a lot of players this afternoon. Um, 
yeah, on just segueing on Everton actually, because I didn't do the team news. As you said, there Beto was uh, in with a chance of starting. By the sounds of it, Dice said he's um, he's ready physically. He's up for it. He was quite very very praiseworthy. Dice in his presser yesterday, so uh, he looks in line to start. Even more so that Calvert Lewin's a uh, still a doubt. I think he's he's not going to need surgery on that cheekbone, but Dice was implying heavily that he wasn't going to be risked. The international break coming up. Uh, McNeil, similar sort of thing. He's back in training now. He's missed the start of the season with an ankle problem, but he's trained fully. I think from Thursday onwards, so he could be, you know, he could be involved on the bench at the, at the very least. I think his fitness levels are pretty good anyway. Um, his base fitness levels. So um, I'll, I'll say he's likely to feature than Calvert Lewin if any of them do. On the injury list, confirmed out: Deli Ali, Jack Harrison. Who's short of match fitness? Uh, it will be, of course, is probably off somewhere else anyway. Coolman and Mikalenko looks unlikely to feature as well. Well, yeah, very long, very long list there. One last question before we move on. Um, touch and go. Um, that's back. Um, how does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good to have that one back after a while. Yeah, he's, um, he was trying out some new material, but uh, thankfully he's gone back to the, the original stuff. They tried and tested the fans favorites. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right, uh, let's move on to Brentford and Bournemouth now. Um, so we've got Damsgaard ruled out. Uh, and what I do quite like is that the social media team at Fantasy Football Scout always like to remind us that Ivan Tony is, of course, suspended uh, for this game, uh, as you would expect. The, the list of people out of Bournemouth actually is really, really long. And I suppose what's helpful to understand, perhaps, is just how many of their first-choice players that really is and how much fantasy managers should be licking their lips at the list of absentees uh, at Bournemouth. They're probably the sort of talking points there. Yeah, um, they've got seven players, red flag or red or orange flagged. Five of them definitely out. Two of them probably not going to be risked. Certainly not from the start. So Adam Smith, Fredericks, uh, Macondes, and, and Scott. Uh, and sorry, I'll omit Smith from that list. Adams, Fredericks, Tavernius, um, Scott, and Utara. They're all red flagged and probable first teamers. A lot of them certainly Adams and Scott are. Maybe Smith as well. Tavernia, you could argue. Smith and Tavernia are the ones who could return. They've been back in light training this week, partly in training. And um, they could uh, be involved this weekend. But even then, Errol has said that they might not risk them with an international break coming up. So, yeah, there's, there's maybe maybe half the team, half the starters in the long term who are, are not available. Certainly, you could argue four of those. Um, but, yeah, they're in pretty much the same position as they were last week. As for Brentford, uh, you mentioned there, Damsgaard unavailable. He missed the last two in League Cup anyway. Uh, he's out, as you said, Tony on the sidelines, which is going to be um, copy and paste until January. De Silva and Baptiste, their longer-term injuries as well. Uh, ben uh, Ben Mee's back, though. He came, uh, returned from a calf injury in the AFL Cup in midweek. He played, I think, 77 minutes. That was his first minutes of the season. And uh, he's now in contention for the weekend as well. That's definitely a good sign, I think, for the Brentford uh, defence. Uh, even if he's not necessarily played that much this season, of course, you, you'd argue, I would imagine, that he's he's their, one of their first-choice centre-backs and, and makes that back four better. He's certainly, when he's fit, I think he would have started the season definitely um, as part of that too with Pinnock. But now Collins has come in. I do, I do wonder whether Frank will stick with that pairing for now. Um, me was absolutely... Uh, it was a revelation last year. I had doubts, but when he signed because he's because of his age and the team he played for previously, but um, he was excellent. But uh, yeah, there's a bit of, a bit of a question mark there as to whether he comes straight back in or whether or whether Collins keeps his place. 
Well, speaking of his previous team, let's head up to Lancashire now to have a look at Burnley's game uh, against Spurs. And there's also some good news here, I think, as well, I think, for fantasy managers. Not that much investment in Burnley. There is, however, lots of investment in Spurs and uh, in particular one number 10, not Harry Kane, James Madison now. There's a couple of uh, absentees from from Burnley this week that to my, uh, I'm going to describe myself as a team news layman. Um, because I bow to your your experience here, sounds like they are short of some important defenders, and that's probably good for Madison. Yeah, they are. And as I said, in the team news uh, predicted lineup, I think the, the back four almost picks itself this week from Burnley from the the options they've got. Um, they lost three players in midweek, so they're already without uh, Chilinov, Obafemi, Zaruri, and Jordan B. Of course, who's one of the first choice defenders when he's fit. They're all out already. And they lost three in midweek, two of them defenders. So Vitinho is one of them. Uh, he's having an, an injury assessed. Ramsey, I think, was concussion when he came out. He's a, a new midfielder from Villa. And then Ekdal, he was the more serious of the three from uh, the Forest game. He was stretched off, but company did say he thinks he's avoided the more serious types of injury. He's definitely out of this one, of course. So, yeah, they're down to a, a, a back four of, what, Roberts or Shea. Um... The new lad from Belgium, whose name escapes me, the second Delcroix, I think his name is, and then Al Akil as well. Uh, still, you know, think much or much. I think we can necessarily too much. Apart from Bia being absent, I think they could have done with a, a, a proper left back in a transfer window. But I'm not sure it's going to happen now because uh, Roberts is, is um, was filling in there. Um, but yeah, they're down six or seven for this one. Uh, they have got a very broad squad, I have to say, from all the new signs that have come in. It's quite one of the hardest teams to predict every week because um, company, a bit like Cooper last season, is kind of trying to suss out what the best balance of players is for his team. I think we're getting there slowly but surely, the likes of Foster and, and Cullen and Amdouni. But um, yeah, still some week to week uncertainty there. Yeah, and I suppose uh, the team that they came up with uh, heavily relied, of course, on loan players. So some of those just don't have access to anymore. Matson, perhaps being the most high profile of those, now getting a decent-ish amount of game time at Chelsea. And so it, it just when you've got a team that largely is focused on possession-based football and um, you know being able to practice rhythm from one week to the next of of, of creating those passing moves across the pitch, uh, having such a difficult time predicting who's going to start. It's I don't know. Uh, to me, just makes it sound like there's you know a lot to like here for this this Spurs fixture. And uh, I suppose we should just touch probably on, on Richarlison. Um, we understand that we haven't actually had a specific quote on him, but that's probably a good thing. Yeah, it sounds like he's all right. I think Postecoglou said the only guy from midweek was Lacelso, uh, so he's out with a quad injury. Um, and he said that that was when he, the only absentee. So yes, Charleston did come off with a knock, but it sounds like he's all right. Uh, apart from that, it's it's all contingent on the sidelines. Now all season, uh, Whiteman. Yeah, proof for nothing from the soul. It's possible we might have lost lost you slightly there, Neil, but I think we've got you back now. Um, I think there's just so much... I did get a message saying, yeah. I did say, yeah. <laughs> we, I'll, 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 I'll just go back over that. Yeah, Charles, yeah, Charleston sounds like he's all right. Celso out. Cessignon, Hill, Benton, and Whiteman are the, are the others on the sidelines. 
nice one. Uh, yeah, I just think with with so much team news coming through on a Friday night deadline, I think it must have just uh, got caught in your in your router. That's probably what happened there. Too many uh, too many injury updates at once. Right, let's move over to uh, to uh, to London now with Chelsea uh, and Forest. Um, it sounds like there's not too much going on here at Chelsea. I suppose the, the main talking point has been once again social media and X specifically, as we are supposed to call it now, uh, seems to have produced another one of these. Oh no. We think X player is injured, and Sterling was the most recent one to sort of fall foul of a little bit of a minor bandwagon. But it does seem like that one's been put to bed, much in the same way that the Estupinian one was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, nothing, nothing from Chelsea today on on Sterling. Uh, there was suggestions, I think, just purely based on the fact that he wasn't involved in the midweek cup game against Wimbledon, and I think he hadn't been seen in training session. But um, I think Nizar Cancelo was a Reliable source of Chelsea information. He said he was just rested and um, he didn't appear on the on the injury list today. So Chelsea literally put out an injury list uh, every every Friday, just take like a bulletin of who's doing what with their rehabilitations. And Sterling's name wasn't on there. Also omitted from that list was Mudrick as well. So he's back in training. He just, he missed out last weekend with a minor issue. Sounds like he's he's fine. Which leaves I think nine still on the injury list. Um, Nkunku, James, Fafana, Betnelli, Chalabar, Chuck Womaker, all out. There's three who are back in partial team training. That's uh, Lavia, Roja, and Badi Ashil. But um, the fact that that says partial team training, that says to me that they're still uh, a little short of being um, considered for selection. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, certainly uh, it's nice when teams do put out those bulletins on top of what the managers say as well. I think, I don't know if they still do it. But Arsenal, I remember Arsenal used to do one that was very, very useful because you could really just rely on that rather than necessarily have to interpret the uh, sort of intonations and the different, you know, sort of go into the semantics of should versus would and et cetera that Arteta might say. So um, it's probably worth signposting. Like people can go and have a look for those themselves, can't they? And make up their own mind sometimes on the way they're described, Would you would you say? Yeah, but the, you get very few of them now. Villa sometimes do it, and then and Spurs, apart, uh, sorry, and um, and yeah, Spurs actually, and, and Chelsea, maybe Man United at times. But apart from that, it's um, they're few and far between now. I think Arteta's actually put a stop to that because um, why would you give away team news information willingly to uh, to rivals? So I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's behind that. Stop it. Yeah, that's very true. Premier League managers are trying to make you redundant, Neil. Fight back. The fight, the comeback <laughs> is on. Um, well, a, t- a team that may need to uh, um, uh, have a comeback this week is, is, is Forest. Anything from us there, or can we sort of? We can probably just sweep past that. Is my guess. Um, not that much investment, but I suppose there is a bit of interest in Chelsea attack. So, yeah, they're, they're going to be without um, Mangala. It sounds like McKenna and uh, Santos, of course, can't play against his parent club. Danilo was the newest one. He's picked up an injury. Again, Cooper wasn't quite specific on whether he's going to be out or whether he's going to uh, recover. Joe Warrell is available. He was banned in the AFL Cup, but he's now back from that. He has suffered a very, very um, sad loss this week. Um, Felipe is back in training, and he was on the bench actually on Wednesday, and Wayne Hennessy's back in training too. So they're getting a few uh, bodies back. They're, they're going to be the, the one of the busiest clubs this afternoon, I think, by the sounds of it. Johnson sounds like he's on his way, but they've got some new players and coming so um, we'll be back where we were 12 months ago when mm-hmm. trying to second guess which combination Cooper's going to pick <laughs> well good luck to good luck to you on that one <laughs> I don't envy you at all um, speaking of things that need good luck especially when it comes to team uh, predicted lineups we are going to talk about City now um, 
let's get those likes up a little bit more because we're talking about City now um, and there's been a lot of interest in it. So uh, we will uh, have a look here at the quote from, is it Juan Merlio? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Filling in for Pep <laughs> once more. Um, uh, that's that's my rudimentary understanding of Spanish. Um, so, yeah. Um, what's the latest from City? And I suppose, yeah, we rumours and rumblings that, uh, that one Luke uh, may have stumbled upon the winning formula. Yeah, as usual, as he often does. Uh, team news is pretty simple. Uh, Foden's fine. I mean, he was on the bench last weekend, but he's now free from the, the symptoms of his uh, gastric illness. Um, Kanji's probably back. Stone sounds like he's had a schedule as well. Uh, um, the Pep's number two, I'll call him, uh, rather than butcher his name, said that um, uh, Kanji's problem was more prevention and that he's more or less there. So that's maybe slightly some doubt. And he said the same about Stones. He's more or less there. So it's only really De Bruyne who's on the uh, on the long-term lists and red flagged. Uh, yeah, speaking of that predicted team, um, I'll try and dredge it up, actually. Uh, it's So there's a, a new Twitter account, if you're not uh, if you're not on X or you know, the social media channels called, uh, I think it's um, FPL Main Road or something like that. And uh, yeah, FPL Main Road, that's it. That's him. And he's... A fairly reliable source of information. I wouldn't. I wouldn't stop. You know, stop short of saying he's gospel. Uh, and even he himself says, you know, the day before game stuff can change. He originally said that um, there's a couple of surprises there tomorrow, um, and most of the FPL assets that we were interested in are starting. Luke had done a predicted lineup before that, and the surprises in his lineup were Doku in for Grealish and Kanji, I think, in for Gvardiol. Apart from that, I think it's pretty much the same team. Um, and then that was retweeted by FPL Main Road with a with two eyes <laughs> as an emoji. And I think he said he thinks this is close to the team as it stands now. But he is sceptical because of the slight random picks of, of Doku and, and Ake. But that's the best guess we've got at the moment. I suppose um, what people are going to be wondering about Foden specifically, uh, I'm just going to stick up on the screen uh, just so that people are aware. If you're not aware already, Neil, of course, also does the predicted lineups uh, on the Fantasy Football Scout website. And at this particular point in time on a Friday, they're not always ready yet because, of course, Neil's got to go away in a few minutes and sort of process a lot of the information that he's had here and then put that into these predicted lineups. Uh, so that, so uh, right now, what I'm screenshotting probably isn't completely up to date, Man City predicted lineup. Uh, no. But but do, uh, after this, keep an eye on that. Just keep F5-ing that page all afternoon. F5 that rather than the FPL service so that the servers don't go down. F5 this. But yeah, Foden, uh, what are we thinking with him? Was he in that lineup? Um, just for those who've not seen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. Coming off right again as he was uh, last week with sort of moving centrally alongside Alvarez and, and Haaland. Amazing. That is uh, is very good news. And uh, briefly before we move on, uh, Fulham... Um, Palinia sort of transfer rumours, uh, but he's fit otherwise, right? Because he's a big integral part of this Fulham midfield and they're, they're weaker without him and they're stronger with him. And of course, people were going to have a, a lot of interest in the City attack. Yeah, very much so. He has trained, but um, by the sounds of it, he may be off by the end of the day. Fulham's desperately trying to get a replacement. So they're going to be possibly short of options in the midfield, which makes Fulham even more uh, attractive pick tomorrow. Same with Alvarez and Haaland, of course. Um, they have got Riemann Bassi back at the back, but it's, as I said, in the engine room where there's problems. So Kearney limbed off midweek. He's in a uh, uh, um, doubt with a knee problem. Sasa Lucic is, is another one who's out. He had been deputising while well, Pralbini has been out, but he's he's now out. 
Um, I think we got a knock, but wasn't mentioned yesterday. I think Silva sort of mentioned knocks as as a general concern. Um, we his flags, so I think he's he's less of a worry. I think the bigger worry we read is he is he may be off as well. I think Wolves were linked with him. Um, Bayern's linked with Palinia, so very very few people left to to <laughs> play in the engine room. Um, the other injury note of, of from Fulham, I think, was William. He missed out in the last two in league and cup. Uh, but he's feeling better or getting better according to Silver. So he could be involved. Awesome. Yeah, interesting to know. And certainly uh, that uh, almost sort of like threadbare nature of Fulham is, is perhaps what's uh, triggering. There is a super chat that's coming from Johannes, who's asked if we should triple Captain Harland uh, for this game week. Uh, as we said before, for, for, for deeper strategy, the team news uh, stream uh, is, is is more about uh, who's, who's starting games, who's injured, etc. If you want more information on that, then do come to our deadline stream. I would t- be tempted to say like maybe, but join us on the deadline stream and we can talk about that in, in more uh, detail, Johannes, if you can join us uh, for that. But enough of all these small teams, Neil. Let's talk about uh, the biggest team in the land, according to some. It's Brighton against Newcastle. What can you tell us uh, about this game and the injuries and team news here? Yeah, uh, Brighton's very straightforward. Uh, Welbeck's joined and Cecil out, which is which good news for Pedro because that could um, and Ferguson because if those two are out, then um, they could be reunited in attack. Although they have got Lalana as well. Uh, Ansu Fati signed, but he's not going to be available for his debut this weekend. As for Newcastle, we've got our own concerns actually. Uh, Botman being one of them, it sounds like he will miss out. Although how being Howe's left the door ajar for a possible appearance. Um, both Botman and Joe Linton have picked up injuries in, in game week three, and they've only been doing light jogging this week rather than full training. Ankle for Botman and a knee injury for Joe Linton. Uh, Howe said that Botman's only got a small chance, so there is a chance, possibly, but I, I suspect he's out. And Joe Linton is, I think, slightly ahead of him. He's He's feeling better with each day. Hasn't been in full training, but could be involved. Um, apart from that, I think just the usual who are out, Kraft and Willick, medium-term ones. Willick could be back after the international break. And uh, Lewis Hall still short of uh, match fitness by the sounds of it, so don't think we'll see him either. Definitely the best news out of that is is, uh, is that the Botman injury isn't as bad as it sounded because I don't think people were interested in their Newcastle defenders just yet. It's kind of game week six onwards and it kind of sounds like Botman's probably going to be fine by then if uh, if he's in with a chance of the, for this week. You know, if there's a decision on game week four, game week six, he should hopefully be fine by then. Yeah, with the break coming up as well, the fortnight hiatus, um, I did see suggestions that it was two or three weeks, possibly. That's not confirmed, but uh, that would bring him back into contention, certainly for game week six, I think. Yeah, definitely very useful. Well, Brighton, of course, last week were a team that confirmed uh, whether or not a certain player was or wasn't starting. Uh, their A23, I think I've got the correct road, rivals. Uh, Crystal Palace are the ones who've obliged in that regard this week, uh, fresh from uh, scoring four goals at home park in Plymouth, which not many people can do, to be honest. Hmm. Um, Roy Hodgson has confirmed that Sam Johnston, don't worry, guys, is still going to start this week despite them adding Dean Henderson to the squad because there is a lot of interest in, in Johnston in FPL at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's going to start this one at least. Beyond that, there's, there's obviously a little bit of doubt. I think Johnson would still have to fall out of form for that to happen, um, given that he's waited patiently for his chance. But yeah, there was quite a lengthy quote. I put it on the on the scout team news roundup this afternoon about uh, about his goalkeepers uh, from Hodgson. And uh, he, he talked at length about having competition between the two and never knowing what's around the corner in terms of injuries and that. So um, there is that nagging uncertainty. But the Johnson has a shirt for now. I don't think there's much new on the team's front. Um, Frank Aaron and Alicia, the two wingers, are still out. 
uh, for the foreseeable. Um, Will Hughes could be back, I think, but again, he's not going to trouble the starting eleven. Um, and uh, Palace up in Wolves, is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, Wolves. I think. Yeah, we didn't get much from Gary Neal yesterday, but he, again, he was one of the managers who spoke after the EFL Cup, and he said then that Huang's got a, a decent chance of recovering actually for this Palace game. He did his hamstring last weekend, so we thought that was it. But um, apparently he's um, in contention. And Hodge is the only other absence. He's, uh, he's definitely going to be out of this one. He has got a hamstring injury, some severity. And of course, they lost um, Nunes as well, who is off to City. So they have a, a gap to plug there. Hmm. Yeah, it's been a difficult few days for, for Wolves fans. Uh, and, uh, well, difficult few weeks and months in many ways. Uh, speaking of difficult weeks and months, uh, we do just have to check on one thing, especially as Rodriv in the chat wants to know, any news on Nathan Ferguson? Has he made a, quote, miracle recovery? Uh, no, he's out, he's out still. He's not even listed in FBL. <laughs> the computer says no every They're week. They're just giving so. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, right, let's move on to uh, Liverpool and uh, Aston Villa. Um, the biggest news here, really, in terms of absentees, of course, is Van Dijk suspended. He is. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's uh, he's out and his regular centre-half partner, which is Canardi, he's still sidelined as well. He's got a muscle issue. But it's too serious. Who looks like Matip and Gomez is, uh, again at centre-half. Mind you, they didn't do uh, too badly against Newcastle. Sadly, um, apart from that, I think it's just Thiago who's who's red flagged. He was due to be back in training this week, but had a, a minor setback. He should be fine after the break. Um, Jones is back in training. He's all right. And Klopp said everyone else was fit. And at the time of writing, Salah remains a Liverpool player. And that could change, of course, in, the, in not just tonight, but in the coming weeks with the, uh, the Saudi deadline um, dragging on and on and on beyond this week. So... I think Klopp was pretty adamant that he's not going anywhere, though. Yeah, yeah, so, certainly one uh, to watch, and there's no rush for that to happen today, um, really. Uh, I suppose that the, the thing here is that the squad doesn't look too bad overall, but they but they are actually quite short in in the centre back area, which is obviously quite important. And there is interest in Watkins, or people are wondering about selling Watkins. Diaby's done well as well. Even Matty Cash uh, is up there as well. Any any updates from, from Villa that uh, those eyeing up the Liverpool defence uh, should be aware of? Well, this... I... I'm off this call. Um, yesterday, after the Hibs game, Martin was still out for this one. Um, uh, and actually, it's on the website now. See what he says in the pressure. It's just come up in the last 24 minutes. Do, 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 do. Don't think there's anything new on there. So, yeah, last last night, Emery said that Martinez was hopefully going to be back, but couldn't say for certain. And they've still got uh, Buendia, Coutinho, who's probably on his way, Mings, and Ramsey sidelined. I think Moreno as well. He's he's the closest to, to coming back, but I think this might be too soon for him. Uh, but I don't think there's anything new from last night. I mean, he mostly played the second string anyway yesterday. I haven't been five 0 up from the first leg, so um, a lot of the key names got got a rest last night. Yeah, that is very encouraging for those interested uh, in Villa. Uh, Lars in the chat said, did you say Diaby was questionable? I think that might be aimed at me. Um, no, I, I said there was interest in him as an FPL asset. Don't worry. We haven't heard anything to suggest that Diaby uh, is a doubt for this game. Uh, the final game uh, this week, of course, is the big uh, the big uh, clash between Arsenal and, and Man United. Uh, I suppose the biggest news here is actually a new signing uh, in, in Manchester. Yes, Hoyland's he's going to 
feature, um, whether or not from the start, but um, uh, that remains to be seen. Ten Hag did say he was fit. He thinks he's fit to start, and he's, he's definitely going to be involved. So we will see him. Um, well, so they got well, they've got a, quite a long list of players. Are actually um, Varane's joined that list this week for possibly up to a month. Uh, Mount's still out. Shaw's still out. Malassia, Heaton, Menu, um, Ahmed Jallo as well. They're all out. They have got to have got Hoyland back. Arsenal, we didn't get any team news at all actually from Arteta. There is a broad uh, an embargo section which will be fat use when it comes out tonight, but you might discuss something there. We didn't think there was anything to worry about anyway. Um, El Nenny and Timber were the the long-term ones, and Tommy Asu was suspended, but now he's free from that ban. And Ketia Hank got a knock last weekend, but there was, there was I think that's been quickly dismissed, and he's even in the England squad now, so everything seems fine there. So just those two long-term ones that were, uh, were concerned about. I have actually got now the Villa team news. Fresh from Body Mohi and uh, Martinez is trained this morning, so that sounds good for him being involved at Anfield. Uh, Moreno's still out, so he hasn't quite made this one. So, um, uh, the usual ones, I think, I think all the all the, the aforementioned names they are still out. Bertrand Traore has joined that list, he missed out last week with a sorry, last night with a, a minor muscle issue, he's joined that list as well. So, um, but have Martinez backs a boon for Villa, I think, because he's going to be busy on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. Uh, and then just, I suppose the other thing that's really quite interesting is that Regulon has now arrived at United and the quote is, he's here and he's trained, but we don't have any indication whether or not he's going to start. And it's actually worth pointing out, on FBL, he's still a Spurs player. So if you have three Spurs players, you can't even sign him yet. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, the weird one. I don't think he's actually been officially unveiled yet, has he? I think, he, I think they've officially um, announced that. I'm trying to have a look oh, really? uh, so, so the first, I'd assumed that had happened because I'd seen the quotes from Ten Hag saying that he was here and he's trained. So yeah. maybe sounds like the, the media team is a bit behind the uh, behind the times. Well, you're right. He, he has trained today, but um, and in the press conference, he said the signing is imminent. So he's not, <laughs> not actually officially signed yet, but he's now he's now training with his, his soon-to-be teammates. Um, so I don't know if they'll have that done in time. Oh, they're playing on Sunday, aren't they? So maybe they will have that done in time for... Um, for Sunday's game, but uh, yeah, a bit of a bit of um, relief for Shaw and Malassia who were injured. Darlow played there last week, so um, hopefully, if you're a Saka winner like I am, then uh, then um, I say Reggion's not fit. I don't think Reggion's any great shakes himself, is he? He's, he's never known for his defensive no. prowess. So, well, uh, I'm, I would be daunted by Saka facing him or Darlow on his wrong side. Well, I mean, the, th- the thing for me uh, is is if if you've got a, a very marauding wing back. And Poster Coglu doesn't want to use him. What does that say? Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. he loves those kind of players. So I, I, I kind of assumed he would be heavily involved in the big rotation, and he just hasn't been. So, yeah, it's a good point. Maybe he does better in the, in in that team. He's four point four. So if he can uh, earn himself a place and do well, then it's maybe worth worth thinking about. But uh, yeah, let's just have a quick roundup uh, before uh, Neil heads off and does uh, uh, the rest of the the team news uh, and lineups, uh, which is a very involved job. So we will won't keep him too much longer. But just to to uh, to go through uh, the the main roundup. So we've got Archer, McBurney, Sterling, Foden, Akanji, um, Regulon and Hoyland are fit to play. We don't know if they necessarily will play. Um, and it sounds like Regulon might not be able to play because he's you know not signed on yet. And we don't have a column for that. So apologies, guys. Um, those who are questionable, we've got uh, Calvert-Lewin, McNeil. Um, Richarlison is under, the, is under the questionable because he came off with a knock, but he's probably OK. It's just that we haven't had confirmation of it. So I've stuck him in there. Uh, do have a look for more detail uh, 
so you can make your own decision. Uh, Stones, Botman, Joe Linton and Huang, um, also in the sort of questionable department. Major doubts around Vitinho, Willian, Kearney, Smith and Tavernier. I think I've said that right. Uh, and then those that are out, I couldn't fit them all on, but the ones that are freshly out, and we've had confirmation of them being freshly out today, Osho, Luton, Salchek and Mavropanos at West Ham, Osborne at Sheffield United, Harrison at Everton, uh, Damsgaard, Ekdal and Bayer, Lo Celso, Welbeck, Van Dijk and Thiago, all for different reasons which you can see on the screen. Now, before I let you all uh, head off and start making decisions about your team, just a, a final reminder to head to Fantasy Football Scout website and go to the team news uh, page at the top of the site and you will find predicted lineups for every single team uh, some of them have been updated already based on yesterday's press conferences some have been updated on the morning press conferences and uh, basically that's where Neil's heading now to make sure that everything is uh, is in fine fettle ready for the big influx of managers having a look at that page if you've not checked it out before do have a look it is very very useful um, and of course if you've liked this video hit the like button if you've uh, um, yeah, enjoyed it it's useful uh, to know that you find it useful uh, subscribe to the channel and hit that bell notification so you don't uh, miss a thing uh, well, that's everything from me, Neil, unless there's anything else you wanted to add before you uh, jump back into the uh, the just utter chaos that is team news on a Friday afternoon. I don't think so, David. No, just thank you, everybody who's who's watched today, and, and thanks for the comments as well down the side. Uh, I, I've tend not to read them during the during the video because, um, A, my computer can't handle it <laughs> any more bandwidth than, than, uh, than necessary, but um, they are appreciated, and uh, I thank you very much for um, your kind words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, echo those. Absolutely, it's always good to, to have you guys uh, join us. And just uh, one last reminder, of course, that we're going to have a deadline stream. I'm going to be joined by Sam uh, from the FPL family, as I was last week, from 5 p.m. So if you've got questions about what all of this team new stuff means for decisions in your team, I can see that Joel Vincent wants some uh, information on Akanji, for example, and what to do there. Join us there, and uh, we can we can talk about it in more detail. But uh, with that, we shall leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your Friday afternoon tinkering, and we shall see you very shortly. <laughs>